all of a sudden it is becoming really real, really quickly. We are heading down the final stretch, turning into the final furlong. Unbelievable how fast this season is flying by. Ryan Mitchell and Wyatt Morrell back for yet another edition of Unlike Any Other, the UMAC. Wyatt, how you doing on this fine Monday evening, the 25th? Well, we're in a unique situation because there were games played today, and not just any games, conference games, Ryan. So it feels kind of weird that we're recording, and I, I almost think we got to just start right there and talk about what happened today before we can go into what's happened this past week. But a lot has changed since we last were on. I guess right away, big shout out to everyone that's continued to support us as we've been moving along. You know how to get involved with us. You can email us, uaotheumac at gmail.com. We've had some players reach out to us, which we're actually going to get into later, which is cool to see on Twitter. You can interact with us there if you want to. We've had people do that in the past, unlike any other, the UMAC. We've been gaining some followers this week, which is great to see. It's starting to grow. People are into it. Can't do it without your support. We could, but it wouldn't be as fun. So thank you for everything that the listeners have been doing. With that, Ryan we got to dive into what just happened today. And I'm talking about the two specific games out at Reynolds Field, Northwestern and Morris, caps off a three-game series that was a Sunday-Monday. And it was weird because Morris had to play, what was it, North Central, I think, before Northwestern at Reynolds Field on Sunday. So they had a really weird couple of days. They do end up getting one, though, from the Eagles. And maybe we should start, well, no, I, we got to start with the no-hitter first, right? I mean, give Bryce Crabb some serious credit. First one since 2008. Huge shout-out to Bryce Crabb. That's the Bryce Crabb that I picked to win Conference Player of the Year at the beginning of the season, is the guy that's throwing no-hitters, and, you know, we know what he can do with the bat. What an unbelievable performance. What can we say about that for Northwestern moving forward as far as their one-two punch? Best one-two punch in the conference. At this point, is there a team that can beat them when Borma or even Crab pitches? I know Superior did it, but I feel like down the stretch here, it's a lot different doing it in crunch time than it was at the beginning of conference play. Wow, Wyatt. I think you asked me at least three, if not four, questions there. So I'm I'm, not I'm, sure ramb- I'm rambling a little good. bit. I'm rambling a little bit. You take You're it good. however you want to take it. You're good. Hey, uh, I'm just trying to think of where where I want to start off here. But to answer that first question of what are teams going to do against those two, it's going to be really really tough. I mean, especially when we get to next month and the weather warms up. I don't know. I like to talk about the weather a lot. Maybe that helped. Bryce Crabb today, I mean, you said it caps off an unbelievable series. Well, the caps were on across the horn, stocking caps in the infield and all of that today at Reynolds Field. It was just barely above freezing, but hey, there's no precipitation. We need to get these games in. So Absolutely. Yeah, they made them happen, and uh, nice Crab Wyatt. I don't know how else to say it. That's the nickname that's, that's they, really that's, trending right now. <laughs> that's, that's what they call them. I mean, I, I guess that's the big thing, but man, what a performance. Hey, well, and also, you mentioned it. You picked him as your MVP because of what he does in so many facets. I wasn't able to be there today, unfortunately, for the games, but I was there yesterday, and he made two unbelievable plays deep in the hole at short against your guy Joe Pelly of Elk River where he's just shaking his head, mm. going to the dugout. Oh, like That should have been an inf- infield hit easily. And then today, Wyatt, he's not just pitching game one. He's doing it Otani style. He's the DH, and he's the leadoff man. Yeah, while he's as, pitching. He has been, as he has been all year. Yeah, so fantastic outing, and you saw the interview. I saw it as well. I want to ask you, did you know it all last year 
at some point, had he been working on a splitter, or is this something new that we're just finding out? Oh, I was aware. No, it's something new that you're probably finding out. Well, that I, that's why I ask out. you. But yeah. No, yeah. It, it's been something he's been working on, and if he actually had it dialed in, I mean, that just elevates him so much more, and that would explain why he threw a no-hitter. I mean, it's, it's just a deadly pitch. But that's what he does. I mean, that's his work ethic. That's the kind of person he is. He works on new stuff, tries to do whatever he can to help the team win, and... Man, he he deserves something like this. It's just an unbelievable performance. First thing he does too is thanks his teammates behind him, Kramer for calling a great game, Hamilton behind the plate. So that that's just the kind of guy he is. What a performance on his part. With all that being said, what's the bigger storyline though? New question yeah. for you. Forget all the other ones that I threw out there. Here, here <laughs> here's the question: Is the bigger storyline the no hitter from Bryce Crab or the fact that Morris just took a game from Northwestern? Yeah, I'm probably going to have to go with the latter versus the former just as far as what we're talking about with the conference picture and the domino effect of that loss that we'll get into more. But please don't hear me wrong, Eagle fans. Unbelievable performance. We're not going to forget it for a long time. Maybe we'll get back to this later, but somehow it was a couple hits on the board and then they (laughs) turned into airs, and that's all I'm going to say, and I'm still trying to learn more about how that happened. But a a crazy outing, and obviously, you know, all – all the praise to Bryce for that performance. But yes, to answer your question, I'd say the latter because also how it ended. I mean, Owen had a great performance Sunday, as we kind of expect. Okay, And I think he was perfect through three or maybe just over three innings. I, I think in the fourth they got their first hit. And, you know, Morris got a couple hits on him, but it was never really a threat. He was dominant. Okay, What we expect. Bryce, yep. maybe more than what we expect, but similar to what we've seen. Then, Wyatt, it's not drinking. What we've been seeing throughout conference play, he's the number three guy, whatever that is in a three-game series. I've been asking you throughout the season, on the mic, off the mic, when do you think Sam Ludzak gets a chance back in that role? You know the Eagles trust him. The senior out of Shaco has been there before. He's pitched in big games before. He came up with the goods today. I mean, he was really, really good for Northwestern. I think I told you before the pod what. He threw 101 pitches over eight innings of work. Uh, pitched pretty well, only struck out one guy, but, I mean, that's his M.O. He's getting a ton of ground balls. He's using that off-speed stuff. I'm saying all that to say why. He put the Eagles in a position to win. Insurance run on the home run from Severson in the eighth, and I bring up Aaron Severson, Wyatt, because then, unfortunately for Northwestern, the wheels kind of came off in the ninth. A couple wild pitches. Credit to Morris. Their pitching was way better throughout a three-game stretch against Northwestern than many thought, including myself. To hold up the way it did, especially today, I think it was Reinerts. I got to I gotta get the box score back up here again. But it was only two guys. And then it was Lindgren to take it the rest of the way, three innings. Phenomenal job against that Northwestern lineup. But Wyatt, that one hurts. I was telling you before the pod, you know, the way that game ended, the Eagles had a good chance to win the game in the bottom of the ninth, even after they blew it trying to get a bunt down. All of a sudden, I speak of Owen Borma. He's in the field then for defensive purposes because Severson's moved in and they're shuffling the cards. And a lot going on. A lot going on. And then he's got to go to the plate. Then he's trying to get a bunt down. Can't do so. Trying to move a runner over. Then the bases are loaded because they intentionally walk Keegan Verko. And then Sam Peterson's beamed and Aaron Severson's got a chance. He can't drive him in. And then Morris wins it later on. So I won't say any more than that. But yes, to answer your question, for the conference picture, the latter of your question, the last result we saw in this series, sending shockwaves across the conference and a roar from St. Bonifacius early on this Monday evening. 
Yeah, they have a game to give now at this point. Here's the deal. Even with this loss, it's still a two-team race at this point. I just don't see how superior with the losses that they have and Bethany, I just I'm not seeing how they're going to be able to get back into it. At this point, it's going to be Northwestern or Crown. Crown's got a game to give. They still got that daunting stretch coming up that we've been talking about and alluding to, so it's going to get very interesting very quick. On the flip side, not talking about the top of the conference in Northwestern, you look at Morris now, they have a game against Crown coming up, but then after that, there's a lot of winnable games here in a stretch for them where they could theoretically get themselves back in the hunt if they play well. And, I mean, they've got a series against Northland, a series against Martin Luther. They play North Central, I believe. There's a lot of games on their schedule where they could potentially make a run and I think even be a dark horse to sneak in. And most importantly, guess who they play the last weekend of the regular season? Superior. Superior. So there you go. That very well could be, depending on how things shape up when Crown plays Superior and things like that, that very well could be what determines who's who's in, who's out. We may get our play-in game anyways, I guess, after all, with the four or five. So there you go. But it's not the same. If you still want to change it, UMAC, we want you to change it. Let five teams in. (laughs) It's it's not. But uh, it it gets interesting with with this win. It shows that Morris is capable of being a good baseball team, and they can beat good teams too, like they proved today. It is a shock, but at the same time, Northwestern seems like they're kind of susceptible right now outside of when Borman Craft pitched. And again, this wasn't the pitching problem. I mean, Luddy pitched eight amazing innings. The offense only scored three runs again. And even in the other games, they scored, what, six and six? And yep. again, give credit to Morris and their pitching staff. But again, it's like the bats have kind of gone a little bit quiet for Northwestern compared to what we expected coming into this year. Well, and They're a hard team to figure out. Yeah, specifically... Real quickly, why it's deja vu in those games. We talked about it before we hopped on, but now we've seen it a number of times this year. Do you think there's anything too? I know you've touched on it before, but it has a huge magnifying glass on it this weekend and in a you know, today being Monday. Why is there more run support when Crab and Owen are pitching? Because if you just get one more run, a little more help for Luddy today, you're probably winning that game and sweeping Morris. Yeah, I, I get it. I mean, they, they still were in a position to win, but with that being said, they could have built a bigger cushion. There's no question. I, I think I, I can't say for sure. You wonder if it's a little bit psychological and a little mental at that point, knowing it's not Bormer or Crab on there, and you maybe put too much pressure on yourself or on your shoulders. Or I don't know. I, I, I really don't know. Baseball is a simple sport, and then there's the analytical side of things, and it's finding a balance between both of them. And if you start overthinking things too much, you put yourself in a tough spot. So maybe it's a little bit of that. I don't know. It's it's hard to say. They're a weird team right now to figure out. But if they don't play their best baseball at the right time here, they're probably not going to go back-to-back at this point. They're going to have to find a way to string it all together at the right time. The good news is they can still do that. They're more than capable of doing it. But uh, you would think after all these losses have started to pile up in conference play, it's going to wake them up here at some point, and they have a very easy stretch to end the year compared to what they've gone through. So it's going to be interesting. I I don't know. I'm interested to see where Northwestern goes from here. But like you said, pitching-wise, in a good spot. Luddy, that number three guy now, after that performance, you got to assume they're going to turn to the senior more often, that leadership. Great performance on his part. A lot of other things that they need to clean up. Yeah. I mean – I, I say it all the time, and it's the buzzword that people probably hate that I bring up, but the art of peaking. And, you know, I guess oh, yeah. Northwestern can be saying we don't want to be peaking yet. We're on that journey up the mountain. It's windy. 
it's cold, but we're not hitting our stride yet because we don't want to. So we're slow rolling it. But eventually, like you said, now, I mean, unless, you know, we're not done with Northwestern yet, I want to move over to the team that's feeling pretty good and where I said the roar came from today. Yeah. Why we talk about Crown and what this loss sets up, just so people know. I guarantee you they were keeping their eyes on this one, or at least aware that this game was going on, because they're praying for losses for Northwestern at this point. They would love to see another one or two, potentially, as this goes along as well. They want as much space as they can have. At this point, though, it's it's on them. The ball's in their court. Yeah. You have a chance to go Is win the ever? conference. Just just go and take advantage of it. It's on their it. field. I mean, it's all going to be on their field to decide it, more likely than not. If they don't win the conference in the regular season, they'll have no one to blame but themselves because a Northwestern team that back at the beginning of the season, me and you were talking about one, two losses potentially, has now lost four, and that's with Crown losing that series to them. So Crown has lost that series to Northwestern. Northwestern has still given them four losses. If Crown can't find a way to win the conference, it's, it's completely on them, and it's nobody's fault, I guess I would say at this point. Well, Northwestern's now hoping, Wyatt, okay, Morris, we shake your hands and we're mad that we lost that game, but go, go get them because you, you know who Morris plays next? Well, and it's just a single, right, against Crown? Or it's do they just have... a single, but it's already on Wednesday. Yeah. And this is going to hopefully be the one that can actually officially be played at Morris because the last two have been neutral site and at Crown. So, so here's the deal. What do you do? If you're Crown, and I don't know what Morris has for pitching after the series, but Crown has a very interesting stretch because they have Morris on Wednesday, Northland on Thursday, and then a three-game series against Bethany, which is massive on the weekend. So they got five games in the span of four days. How do you handle the pitching? I want to defer to you and ask you first. I mean, okay, I'll take this. I'll take this one. Do you throw Newman on Wednesday? and then bring him back on short rest potentially on Saturday or even in a relief role? Or do you want him completely fresh against Bethany? I would almost argue with the offense that Crown has, Ryan, I would just wait and save him and pitch him against Bethany. Rely on that offense that you have. You have other guys that you can go to and get the job done and limit damage against Morris and Northland, I feel like. With the offense that Crown has, I would almost save Newman. I want him 100% ready to go against Bethany. I don't want to take any chances there. That would be how I would approach it, at least. That's an interesting take. I think it's a matter of what day of the week do you want to roll the dice. Because in that case, you're taking that long bus ride and you're saying, we know we're rolling the dice. And I know that lineup is very dangerous. I mean, Schrodel was just named Player of the Week. It seems like a new guy every week who's putting up absurd numbers. They're breaking program records. I mean, it's the best offense in the conference, correct? I mean... Yeah, but like you said, it's, it's always interesting, Wyatt... We need to see, I need to see it at least against Bethany. We see them just feast on these lower teams, and they still count. Don't get me wrong. We know they're dangerous. We've talked about it. But you haven't done it against the top half of the team or top half of the conference team yet. And again, they could say, well, guess what? The only top half squad we've played is Northwestern. So we want to see it from Bethany or Superior. And they maybe would say we scored 10 runs in the one game and won. In the one. I guess... I would say against a top five pitcher in this conference, and they will have that opportunity against Bethany on, well, there's another question too. Will it be Friday or Saturday? It'll probably be Friday. I would assume Friday, but you you never know. But they'll have that opportunity. I kind of like the first option you said, if I'm going to be honest. We don't want to risk anything. We're going to throw Newman Wednesday. We know we want him at some point anyway this weekend. 
it shouldn't be any problem for him to come back on shorter rest, but still rest to pitch Saturday, right? If he throws so, Wednesday. So just so I'm clear, you say that's an interesting take when I throw it out there, like you're questioning it, but now you agree with me. Well, no, that's kind of where I'm leaning. You said the other way. You said you're not pitching Newman Wednesday. I'm saying I'm leaning throwing Newman Wednesday and then getting him back for the end of the series against Bethany because you already know you're only going to get him for one start anyway. Why not also then get him for that Morris game, the road game, that's going to be, you know, tougher than Northland, but that's the first thing in front of you. And Northland's coming in with confidence and you know, who knows how they're going to be vibing after the Northwestern series. They got to be feeling somewhat good. And I think the biggest question why it is what you said. Can Morris's pitching staff slow down Crown enough to give themselves a chance? You're leaning from what I hear to the fact of, no, it's not going to matter anyway. So why would we use Newman in that situation? Yeah, and I mean, not that it's not going to matter, but I just look at Crown. They're going to want to at least take two against Bethany to put themselves in a position to sweep Superior, let's say, and then win the conference outright. You have to win at least two against Bethany. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming Northwestern's not going to drop a game the rest of the year. They, I guess maybe they could with the way things have been going. But with the way their schedule works out. Northland, North Central, Martin Luther. They're left? more than likely going to win all those games. So if you're crown, you know you have to take at least two out of three from Bethany. And obviously you have to win the other ones against Morris and Northland. I want my best pitcher at 100%. Maybe in a relief role then, I guess, against Morris. If you need to bring him in in relief in a tight game, sure. Yep. I don't want to start him against Morris, though, for sure. I Yeah, I, I hear that, too. I just look at it like if Crown's saying, we can't pitch him more than one game already this weekend. So does it really matter a ton where we place him if we can say the one road game we have this week that could get a little murky based on what we just saw this past weekend is against Morris? But I agree with you there, Why? Let's say if you start a Tyler Van Sice, you tell Eric Newman coming in, you do your whole normal routine. And if it gets a little hairy in the third and he's already let up a chunk of runs and this game maybe is getting a little too uncomfortable, then you're going to come in. I agree with that. Have Newman ready at the very least. I don't want to spend a ton of time like diving into yes. all the scenarios on this, but I guess I would say you can do a lot of different things with Newman. But if you're looking at it as you're only going to have him in one game, I just would say why don't you want that to be against theoretically the best team on the schedule? And that's why I would wait till Bethany. Plus, why not save him until the last possible game against Bethany and then have him for a relief an inning or two against Morris that way, I guess, too. I mean, I'm not sure. saying you can't pitch him against Morris. I don't want him going very deep, though, against yeah. Morris if that means he's not going to be able to pitch against Bethany or be 100%. And there's no yes. reason he should be throwing against Northland on Thursday. Well, yes, and I think we both agree on one thing, Why? No matter what, by the end of this weekend, whether, let's say, he's pitching the first game on Saturday or the second, assuming they stay one on Friday, two on Saturday— you need Newman with a full tank for one of those games. However you get there, that needs to happen, whether it's in relief against Morris or starting and getting pulled early. As long as you can tell us that he's pitching full go in one of the games against Bethany, that's what we want. So so absolutely, and that's the scenario that it's at for Crown. They need to basically win out. They have one game they can give now, and we're going to be basically just really diving in the rest of the way here this season and looking at how they manage the pitching staff, yep. what they do out of the bullpen. But theoretically, with their offense, like I said, I mean, they're going to put up a lot of runs. If they don't, they're in trouble. They know that anyways, even when Newman pitches, theoretically. Yeah. No, I totally agree. And, I mean, today is huge, though, because they already had a chance. Now they have a chance to breathe, like you said. But the last thing you want if your crown is to lose, let's say, 
Wednesday against Morris or Friday to start the series against Bethany because now you're saying, okay, now we have no margin for error and we still got two more against Bethany and then don't forget about the three they got against Superior to close the regular season. So they at least yeah. want to get to that weekend series knowing we only have to take two out of three. But, I mean, time will tell. And Bethany's listening to this as well, Wyatt, and some things haven't gone their way this season, but they're still right there. And so, you know, Brody Curtis may have a thing or two to say against that lineup. We'll have to wait and see. I'm excited to see how it plays out. Let's shift over to Bethany now that we uh, bring that up. And their latest couple of games against Northland, let's give a huge props to the Lumberjacks here, Ryan. They played Bethany tough in at least two of these games. I didn't look at the box score of the 10-5 to game on Friday, but you look at the final scores on Saturday, I mean, Bethany pushed to the brink against Northland. So Northland's the kind of team, you may look at the standings and there's not a whole lot going for them this year. It hasn't been a great year, but they're still competing against top teams. I mean, the conference just seems really deep this year. And Morris beating Northwestern and Northland pushing Bethany the way they did, and with what Martin Luther's been able to do, we're still going to get to them later on. I don't know. The conference seems like it's extremely deep this year. Yeah, and that's great to see why. We always love to see that. But the biggest thing that I have to note from this, and I was just double-checking here to make sure that I didn't read this incorrectly, Fierstad did not start a game in the series. So and He pitched in okay. relief in two of them. I wonder why they did it. Maybe they're just mixing so it up clear, there. That's interesting. Clearly, he's at least somewhat okay because he pitched two innings in one of the games in relief and three in the other, didn't let up any runs. But maybe if you're a Bethany fan, you're saying, okay, then we're not surprised that it was that close because we were resting our ace. But then, like you said, why? The last game they had played before the Northland Series this weekend was against Bethany last Saturday. They had plenty of time in between. They're at Martin Luther tomorrow, being Tuesday the 26th, but then they don't play till the Crown Series. So maybe he was only like 75-80% and all they could get is a few innings. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't remember how his start against Northwestern went as far as pitches or anything like that, but they didn't have any games since the Northwestern series, so that is interesting, but he did come into pitch, so I don't know. That's a unique situation. They've been known to do stuff like that in the past, though, with some of their pitchers, and they move them around and whatnot, so I, I guess I'm not entirely shocked by that, but you would think you would want your best guy out there for at least one of the games. The game he pitched against Northwestern, the one they won, he went the distance, for what it's worth. So maybe he just was trying to, you know, bring it I back. Don't I don't know. Yeah. Interesting. He did pitch, though, in both. I would expect him to be ready to go for that series oh, yeah. against Crown. They're not going to use him against Martin Luther. Even and if he's, why, at like 75%, you'd have to think that they're saying, you know, Coach Craig's like, we're pushing the gas. We have well, to Well, yeah, no, they, they are. I'm just saying he'll probably be back to 100% one could hope. Otherwise, there's probably a bigger yes. underlying issue there than that. So I don't know. I mean, does this tell us more about Bethany and the kind of season they're having or that the conference is deeper as a whole? I mean, we mentioned the conference, but at the same time, Bethany's had a really up-and-down campaign so far this year. I think it's a little bit of each. I mean, we don't want to take credit away from Northland. We obviously don't know as much about them based on what they had returning coming into this year versus Bethany, but it's just kind of a confirmation that we're still waiting for some bigger performances from the Vikings. Now, like I said, they beat Northwestern in a game last weekend, but they got blown out the other two games, and they needed their ace on the hill. But again, they're saying what I said Northwestern was saying earlier, we're waiting to peak. And if they go to St. Bonnie and they take at least two and maybe even three, somehow, some way, then we're going to forget about this real quick. So they can they can change their minds later this week. 
Yeah, they're they're an interesting team to keep an eye on as well. There's so many different storylines this year with these teams in the conference, the way they've been playing. I just there's been so many things I don't think we anticipated or expected. And it's the way it should be. I mean, it's it's the fun ride that gets us to the end and you love to see it. So a lot of crazy yes. and I'm sure we're gonna see more of that here down the stretch as well. So that's one side of it with Bethany. Again, that's kind of what we're keeping an eye on. I mean, you look ahead, and that's the series is Bethany and Crown this upcoming weekend. I mean, there's some games in between there that we'll keep an eye on and that are certainly important. Don't get me wrong. They are. But at the end of the day, the big thing that everybody's kind of looking forward to around the conference is going to be that Bethany Crown series in yep. St. Bonifacius. So. Get a spot on the playground at Missile Park and just settle in. If you're looking for some baseball this weekend, that's the place to be in St. Bonny. Yeah, so there's the answer to the question that will probably come later in the pod. If I had to be a one field this weekend, Ryan, it's miss. It's right there. So I won't ask it now. So you're like Ryan, don't ask the dumb question. You don't. You don't. You don't have to. I just gave you. I just gave you my answer. So there Good. you go. I, um, Martin Luther, shout out, shout out to the Knights. So shout out to the Knights for a couple of reasons. We got some great information from a couple other guys. I appreciate that they reached out to us, gave us. All the insight we had mentioned. How did they celebrate after them? Well, they told us how they celebrated, and then Ryan. some, they, yeah. <laughs> and, and and then some, and they they were loving it, and they they're they're fans of the pod now. Huge shout out to the Knights, and guess what, Ryan? They carried that momentum over and beat Superior one to zero. So a huge shout out for that as well. That wasn't just a fluke what they were able to do before. They carry this over. They beat Superior one to zero, and well, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and what a pitching performance from Clement to shut down a Yellow Jackets offense that had started to kind of get in a groove, it had seemed like, for a while. Well, and it's not very often you mention him that you can scatter 10 hits and somehow not allow a run. I mean, that is having the fire extinguisher in your holster all day long and burning that thing till it's dry, because I don't know how you do that. I mean, that that is some kind of getting out of jams throughout the game. What I was going to say, though, Wyatt... Literally, less than an hour before they start that game, they got smoked 17-4. to And then in the second half of a double dip, they're like, okay, guys, you know what? Coming in, Coach Cox is saying we at least got to take it the distance. We can't get run ruled. We're on our home field. All these fans are out here braving the elements and watching. We got over 60 people in the stands, and it's in the 40s, and it's windy. Give them something to watch. And they responded and then some. Based on what they said to us, I mean, they they come into games, they're ready to go. I mean, they they don't. I mean, they they understand they haven't had a lot of success, but they still compete and give it their all, and they want to win. I don't know. I don't necessarily think that was the message after they <laughs> lose to Superior Ryan. But whatever, if, if, whatever Coach Cox said. Next question, said. guys. Next question, guys. Listening to this, what was the message between the games? That's the yeah, next question. That, we that need is to a legit. That that is a legit question actually, because whatever it was, it worked. And I mean. They also shouted out some of their teammates, the guys that specifically emailed in. They've been having great years, and they have been. I mean, there's been guys that have been having great years. I think it was Mason Cox that's been having a great year. I wonder if there's probably a relation there potentially with the head coach. I don't know. Maybe another yeah, uh, thing we'll have to find out. But yeah, no problem. That yeah, could be. Are you gonna Are you gonna say their names? You can say. I don't know. Should us. we say their names? Yes, go ahead. I, I don't know if we should say their names. I mean, you know, we're all about uh, anonymous here. But uh, if they you want didn't me say to. they wanted to be anonymous. 
Well, uh, Michael Fromm was the, the first one that reached out to us and was giving us all this great insight. So big shout out to him. Fun guy to play against, uh, fun team to play against too. Just great guys over there, all class, gave us lots of great information. And then uh, we also had Tony, and I don't know how to say his last name, so I hope I don't screw this up, but Sahatijan. I think it's Sahatijan. I think it's Sahatijan. Yeah. All right, we're going to call him uh, TS4 because that's how he signed <laughs> off with his uh, email to us. But uh, no, he he was a guy that actually hit really well against Northwestern last year when I was on the team when we played him, and just a great guy as well. Transferred from Bethany, actually, to Martin Luther, and he was giving us great insight as well. We had a little bit of an interaction back and forth there with him, so pretty cool. He also said they're the only college baseball program. I can't you know verify this, but I'm going to trust him. The only college baseball program without a single P.O., Ryan. Think about that. Crazy. That is crazy. <laughs> It's remarkable. You know what PO stands for, right? Put out. Oh, see, no, you didn't. I could out, tell you were out. giving me. <laughs> you were leaving me out. You gotta give me in. I knew it wasn't put out. That's what I think of when I hear put out, or when Dude. I hear PO. I know what a put out is. Okay, obviously, you gotta give me a hint. Well, it has to do with a position on the field. Punch out. No, no, it doesn't have to do see, with a play. Of... Uh, a position. What what position starts with P? Pitcher. Yep. And then what what do you do if that's all you do? Pitcher only. Yes, sir. Pitcher only. See, that's when I hear PO, it's always a punch out or it's a put out. <laughs> no, and you're you're from the broadcaster side of things as well, and that's what you do, and I that's just, your language. Flash the lights. I just got exposed with a capital E and an exclamation point. Uh, a little, a little. <laughs> I could tell when I said, that's pretty remarkable. You just kind of gave me the blank stare there, and we're like, yeah. And I was like, oh, boy, I better ask if he knows what that and means. And I appreciate that you took that opportunity to expose me. So I wasn't trying go. to expose you. No, no, you. it's fine. Curious. Hey. Hey, I said coming into this pod, now I just got to defend myself a little bit, that I was going to follow your lead and that you Fair were enough. the guy who was going to be taking the lead. And this is proof of it right there. Fair <laughs> enough, I guess. Well, a big, big shout out to the Knights, nonetheless, for all that great information, reaching out, and congrats on another one against Superior. On the flip side, very quickly with Superior, should they be concerned about that loss, Ryan, as far as moving forward for their aspirations? We talk about trying to change a culture and Coach Oaks and all this great stuff when we interviewed them, and they've been doing a lot of good things. They've had a lot of success. They beat Bethany in a series. They beat Northwestern. Then you drop a game like this. Is it a little bit of a setback almost, or where do you think they're at moving forward the rest of the year? How much stock do you put into this? You know what I mean? I think this may be one of those games where it's the cliched as soon as your equipment manager hands you the VCR tape, you take it and say, thank you very much. As soon as he turns the corner and walks out the door, you light a match and you throw that thing in there and you never watch it. You don't wow. watch the tape. Wow. You're not going to watch it at all. <laughs> because it's you the whole thing. Marcus Russell on us, huh? You're not going to watch tape and say, yeah, 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 coach, I got it you. It is NFL draft season, folks. Jamarcus Absolutely. Russell, love that reference point. Uh, uh, anyways. Because what are you going to learn? You're going to watch this tape and you're going to be infuriated. As I mentioned, you get 10 hits, but you can't scratch across a stinking run. He walked four guys as well. Again, shout out to Zach Clement. He's putting out fires left and right. But that means, yeah. Wyatt, they had at least 14 base runners. And you have your number three starter, Riley Harbaugh. He had a pretty decent start earlier this year at Reynolds Field. He goes the freaking distance for you, only allows six hits and lets up one run. And your offense can't scratch across a few runs. 
We talked about how maddening it is for Northwestern when you can't do it for a guy like Luddy when you're giving run support to Owen and Crab when they don't even need all the run support. And I'm saying all this. I'm not frustrated. I'm just trying to feel what Coach you, Oaks and his staff may be feeling. You sound frustrated. I'm, I mean, if Coach Oaks was half as passionate as you were after the game, <laughs> okay. wow. Hey, I want to know the same, the same thing I talked about with Martin Luther. Was Superior on too high of a high, Wyatt? Did they feel like they scaled the mountain after game one and then had to get back down to earth, and as soon as they did, it was too late, and they realized, heck, we can't leave yet. We're not going back to Superior. We're stuck in this new hometown for a little longer, and we got more baseball to play. There could be some of that that plays into it a little bit. I I don't know, because you, you're right. You score 17 runs. How do you come out and not score the next game? One run. You can't manufacture a run. It's puzzling. But we love it. I love these conversations. Well, well, we do. We do. And you know what else we love? I'm looking through some of the other scores. We have a Division Three box score from this past week, Ryan. Did you uh, happen to see the Northland North Central score? I think I did, but I don't remember the exact number. And I'm tr- I Say, just, uh, yeah. what's, what's the new football league called? A USFL? It is the USFL. It's a USFL <laughs> box score here. 19-17. to 17. Northland gets the love win. Love it. A late safety to pull him in front. My goodness. This is this is what we love. This is why we love it. Nine runs in the first inning combined. Then they come out in the sixth inning. Northland puts up seven. <laughs> and in the bottom of the frame, North Central scores nine. I, I just... It's incredible. The whirlwind of emotion there. And then, Wyatt, as everyone expected, in the latter innings, then yeah. the pitching locks in. When we get to the back end of the bullpen and guys who have hardly ever thrown, then they lock it down. Yeah, unbelievable. Until the ninth inning, of course, where they each score again. It was like North Central always answered any time Northland scored, but they just didn't have enough. Oh, what an interesting one. But anyways, I had to throw that one out there as well. With all that being said, I think we can finally look ahead to this week unless there's any other big things you want to you no, know, chew on here. There's other scores. We're not going to read all the scores, folks, just because there's so many of them. I mean, it would just be boring. If it's that time of the year, which, which is yep. what we like, because all these games are and finally starting to play. Exactly, and they're getting most of them made up, which is what's important because I look at the standings right now. I think the numbers of games are pretty close to even, actually, across the board. And I say pretty close because in other sports like softball, wide, I won't go there, but that is a freaking hot mess to end the season to wow. try to get the same number of games played. It is entertaining as heck at the top of the standings. There's three teams who could win the conference. Where is it going to go wide? Is it going to be in Superior? Is it going to be in Mankato? Are we going to host the UMAC tournament at Northwestern in softball and somehow pull a rabbit out of the hat? I don't know. No one cares about that. That's all the softball update we have for you, but hey, I'm keeping an eye on that as well. So now, back to the regularly scheduled programming on the baseball side of things, Wyatt. Do we want to do some predictions for this week? Is that what you were alluding to? Yeah, that's what I'm saying is we got to dive in and preview these really quick. And to be honest, I just pulled up the spreadsheet from Mr. Bauman, and my head hurts just looking at it. I don't know how he formats all of this and keeps track of it. I'm, like, so lost looking at this right now. So he got us some updates, though? Is that what you're saying? I'm just pulling I, it up right now. That's the problem I'm having is I think it's up to date except for, like, today. Or maybe this weekend isn't. Well, no, no, it's it's not exactly. And we're not knocking on you, Bauman, because we literally just... No, 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 not at all. I just, I don't know how to read it. I don't look at it enough. All I was saying basically is because, yeah, I don't think the total, I'm almost positive it hasn't been updated, which is fine, Bauman. Again, we're not blaming you. We will do the update at some other time. All I was saying is predicting games going forward. So here's what I do know, though, just based off this past week. We both had Crown 3-0 against North Central, Yep. and it would appear that one hit. 
You had Superior over Martin Luther 3-0. Both of us did. That did not hit. And then they still got to play the third game. Yeah. Well, and we already know it didn't hit. Yeah. And then you had Bethany and Northland. That one did hit, but as mentioned, Northland pushed them all the way. And then Northwestern and Morris, and that one didn't go either because we had sweeps there as well. So we thought the top teams were all going to sweep. Bethany and Crown deliver. Maybe they're starting to peak. As we mentioned, Northwestern Superior maybe taking a step back a little bit there. So that's kind of the takeaways from all of that. With that being said, the reason I look at this spreadsheet in the first place is when we preview some of these matchups, I want to make sure they haven't played already because you have those random games in there. And so like Bethany and Martin Luther on Tuesday, I believe they've already played this year, correct? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm I'm uh, scrambling for tabs here. Who'd you say, Bethany and Martin Luther? They, got their yeah, schedule. and they have because on the spreadsheet it looks like we both picked Bethany to sweep that one, three and zero. They've already played twice. Back on the first, Bethany won seventeen to nothing, and then back on April the thirteenth, Bethany won seven to nothing. So they haven't allowed a run yet. Final game of the season series tomorrow. So we don't need to worry about that one. Yep. And. I think pretty straightforward. We expect Bethany to win, as mentioned, yep. and you know expect them to have. have Will a it day be Adam? Play. Probably not. We expect him to still no, be ex- saved, ex- right? Exactly. Yeah, we're not expecting Fearstead. You never know, though. So then, Northland and Superior. I would assume since they're playing a doubleheader on a Tuesday, they probably have not met yet this year. Again, you've got all the tabs up over there as I try to figure out the spreadsheet. Still, I know they've had yeah multiple cancellations. They have not because they're playing only. Two on tomorrow being Tuesday at 26, and then they have the last one on May the 3rd. We have a lot to keep track of over here, people. Trust us. We're, we're not slacking or anything like that. It's just there's a lot going on, and with all the schedule changes This is not basketball stuff, anymore, Wyatt. No, no. It's, it's a different beast in a whole other way, in its own beautiful way. So, with that being said, does Superior bounce back and end up getting the sweep, even though they're not going to play that third one against Northland until, as I scroll through, all the way down in May? Yeah. So it's kind of weird because well, it's that kind of a weird series. So, And I don't get how this works either, Wyatt. Why are these two this week in Superior and then the third one's at Northland? They're not doing that with uh, other equal series. Equal opportunity for everyone. <laughs> Sounds like a little bit of communism to me, Ryan. I don't know. I mean, let's just <laughs> let's just have a couple there, and then they get one as well, and uh, you get a home game, you get a home game. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, oh, was that so too we, far? We was, that, was that too far? No, right? I laughed. Metaphor. I laughed. I appreciated that. Are we picking this one? Is that what you're saying? We we need to, yeah, because okay. we haven't. They haven't played yet. Which uh, I'll say, I, I'd probably say Superior is going to sweep this one. I know Northland yeah. played Bethany close, but that loss plays into this as well. That Superior just had, and I think they turn around. I trust Oaks to get them ready to play. I'd expect uh, your guy Ryrod to probably pitch one here against Northland, uh, even if he isn't at a hundred percent. So I'll take Superior. Couldn't have said it better myself. Coach Oaks and his staff are lighting a fire under those boys right now as we speak, getting them ready, at least for these two well, games, and then we're going to pick them to win the third as well. I mean, it's 9, nine o'clock on a Monday. I doubt they're lighting the fire under them right now. Hey, Ryan, but hey I, mean, you I, never hear, know. Never I know. hear they had to have a late practice. That's all I know. You would have all the insight and the intel, so I trust you. The other one on Tuesday is Northwestern, North Central. We don't have to worry about that one because we already made predictions for that. This one on the schedule to be played in Coon Rapids. So I don't know if that's actually going to take place for a home game for North Central or if that will get it's moved to Reynolds Field. I was going to say, I haven't to. I haven't heard anything otherwise, but 
Interesting. If they're playing at Reynolds Field, it's going to get to the point, Wyatt, where we're just going to have to put a few NCU stickers on the complex because they've played so many games this year. At that's, that's fair. As mentioned, they they played Minnesota Morris yeah. before Morris had their game against Northwestern. Locked in, had their so. own guy piping music from the top row, and yeah, it was a love interesting. it, love it. So with that being said, we don't have to worry about that. Similar setup though, I think Northwestern kind of takes it out on North Central a little bit, gets the bats going again, make them feel good. Minnesota Morrison Crown then. They played earlier this year. I can't remember what we said. I feel more comfortable with Morris, though, after what they just did against Northwestern. I think Crown's going to win the game, and like I said, I'm not starting Newman in this game, but maybe in relief, and I think Crown's offense is too much. They get the win on the road. Your guy Joe Pelly, Elk River Proud at the top of the order. Apparently he had a tough weekend because Crab was making plays on him, I guess. I think think he had a decent day today uh, in in the double dip, and he was on a decent amount of times. I'd have to double check, but... I mean, they're going to have to do some hitting. That's my big question, Wyatt, is if they can keep up. And the whole question is, do they start Newman, like we talked about earlier? Again, I think we already picked this one, but just for the sake of argument, we're just picking this game, correct? Well, I mean, yeah, you can just say if you yeah. want what you feel, just because of the scenario being I different. I think crowd's winning, but I am highly interested on who's throwing in this game. And if it's interesting late, like, do they panic and put in Newman? Not even panic. If Newman doesn't start, does he come in in relief? I'm, I'm very interested. I think this could be yeah. compelling. No, I think it could be, like you said, I also think it could be over right away. So we'll see what happens. It's just what, what happens in the early innings there. And like you said, what Crown does from a pitching standpoint. Crown and Northland, again, this is one, I another just standalone game, which is great. Standalone yeah. games, need more of them. But uh, it kind of throws me off because I have no idea if they've played already. No, they, they yes, they have. So I'm going to find that in one moment here. Tap dancing. They won 12-2 and 14-4. Crowned both at Missile Park. This one will also be at Missile Park. Will it be another route, Wyatt? I mean, there's nothing to really tell you that Crown isn't going to win this game. I mean, route is maybe, I don't know. I mean... Coming off of a game where they will have just played Morris the day before on the road plays into this a little bit, and Northland will have not. So I don't well, know. Well, and, and then the next day you got Bethany. Yeah, exactly. I think I think this is a spot where Northland could keep it close. What and do we What do we love to call it in sports? What is this? Oh, for Crown? we we already know. Well, the initials are TG. Yes, we, and, we're on the same page here. And, <laughs> and it's and it's and it's a it's a trap game. Yes, you're not going to stump me on this one. We both know what we're talking about. Yeah, big time trap game. All right? It is. They're not going to lose the game, though. Okay. They still are locked in, focused. Like we said, they know what's in front of them and what they need to do. I can't imagine them losing at home to Northland in this spot, even with it being a trap game, which it is. Yep. I'm going to pick, yeah, Crown as well, but watch out, trap game. So then we go all the way down to the weekend slate, and what we do know is that, as I have a huge long pause, Crown. Do we want to just stay there? Yeah, at Missile Park. Crown and Bethany, let's just stay there. I was looking at what we know as far as which ones we need to pick. We need to pick Superior. I think we need to pick all of them, actually, based on what I'm looking at here. Yep. We should yeah. have so, three, or excuse me, four normal series. We should have all four normal series for this weekend. So, yeah, let's just stay there quick and get the main entree out of the way, and then we can run through the other ones uh, quickly. Crown and Bethany, again, Oof. a lot of this plays into what they do with Newman and the setup and everything. Knowing what Crown's lineup is, though, knowing the struggles that even like a guy as your number two that Bethany has had in Brody Curtis this year, Fierstead apparently didn't start against Northland. We don't know what's going on there. There's a lot that plays into this. Crown is in a great position, but I'm not going to take him to sweep. I'm going to take him two out of three 
in this series. And then that'll set up the big series against Superior where they will more than likely need a sweep to be conference champions. And that's 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 what we got to look forward to. They lose two, it's almost basically over. I don't see that happening. I don't see Bethany winning this series. But I do think they can take one from them. So I'll take crown two out of three. If you're wondering why why I've been uh, typing as you've been talking, don't worry, I'm listening. I'm uh, I'm just checking the forecast for this weekend, not to uh, flash hey, you, the alarm. Hey, you but... you do what you need to do as long as you know you're you're ready to go when it's your turn. I am ready to roll. Okay, is this good weather for pressing that red button and watching the balls fly out of the yard? Uh, well, Friday, 58 and cloudy, not supposed to rain. Uh, Saturday, it's a little murky and it's a little windier, and there could be some rain showers, and that could affect the whole landscape, but. It's going to be mid 50s. So it's not going to be great, but is that good weather for lawn balls? I don't know. We'll wait and see. Uh, man, I mean, this is fun, Wyatt. We unfortunately couldn't get three matchups on the basketball side of things this season between Bethany and Crown because those were so highly anticipated. I mean, we were so excited going into those two games and they lived up to the hype. So we're getting redemption in baseball. We're going to have three. We're going to have a true regular season bragging rights winner between these two squads. Oh, oh glorious. <laughs> I may be overselling this. Uh, Marvelous. A so, so, so what do we got, though? What, what do you think? What do you think? I am going with Crown 2 out of 3 as well. Okay. They have got to be looking for a sweep, though, obviously, because of what yes. I said before. they so, got to so, have all hands on deck. So when you say 2 out of 3, do you think it's the game that Fear said pitches that Bethany takes? Yeah, it's tough because my big question is, is, it's just like you know going into the series they had against Northwestern. If Newman starts game one, does Fierstad want to start, or excuse me, does Bethany want to start Fierstad game one, or are they overthinking that, or are they underthinking that? What are they doing? Because we did see Borma against Newman, right? Didn't we? Yeah, we did. We did. Yeah, we, we, did. We, we, we did see that showdown. So we got what we were asking for there. Are we going to get that at the top end of that this series? Because then that changes so, everything. The way you can look at that is this. Crown didn't seem like they cared when Newman pitched against Northwestern, but yep. Bethany did seem to manage Fearstead where they wanted him. Yeah. And it, it paid off for Bethany. Crown still ended up winning a game in that series against Northwestern. So that's interesting. I think the coaches will have a little bit of an interesting decision there. And yeah, if they save Fearstead or I, I would expect Newman, if he doesn't pitch at all in the game that's the leading key. up. Yeah. If he doesn't pitch at all in the games leading up, I think he throws game one on Friday. If he does, I think we see him on Saturday. Likewise, Fierstead, I have no idea what's going to happen there because Bethany's been known to shake it up based on other matchups and stuff like that. So too hard to tell. I'm rooting for both of them, not that anyone cares. But to be pitching against each you, other you, in the finale. It's your, it's your fa- It won't be in the finale, I can guarantee In the that. finale, late Saturday. It could be. Who knows? And they each have won one of the first two games. And this is for the rubber. And Crown needs to win a series, but they got to go through Adam Fierstad to do it. Is your offense going to step up to the plate and do it when it matters most? Potentially through the rain late Saturday at Missile Park. Can you still hit the lawn ball? That's what I want to see. I'm sorry, you're not going to see it, though. I mean, <laughs> it, it could it, happen. Why not? If, if it Newman will not be in the finale, if Newman pitches Wednesday and he has to pitch a long game and he's not ready to roll till Saturday, and then somehow Bethany thinks that Fearstad shouldn't pitch, you're right. It, especially if Fearstad doesn't start, and we don't expect him to start in their game that they have against Martin Luther this week, you'd have to think he's going to start the opener, right? Why? Because he's just he's going to be chomping well, at the bit and then some. Yes, and here's the other problem with your argument. 
how how is Bethany going to win a game, in my opinion, against that crown lineup at this point if it's not Fierstead? I mean, I know Curtis has had his stuff. He hasn't really had it this year, though, and that lineup's been so potent and deadly. I just I think it's got to be the game that Fierstead pitches for Bethany to win. Now, maybe they'll go out there and prove me wrong, but that's the and, way and I you're see this playing also, out. You're also saying it just makes the most sense for them to just throw them on Friday. Do it right away. Get, nah, get the I series mean, lead. Yeah, if you know Newman's not going to pitch on Friday, which if he pitches earlier in the week, that's where all that comes into play as well. So there's things that are going to happen in the next couple of days that could def- potentially lead up to that decision as far as what they want to do with him. If you're Coach Craig, though, do you even care why? Are you pitching Fierstead no matter what Friday because you want to set it up for the rest well, of the weekend? No, no, that's what I'm saying, okay. Ryan, is okay. that it, de- it depends on yeah. when Newman They're pitches. watching Newman. I got you. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yep. That's why these next games are important. We saw it against Northwestern. They waited and pitched him in the game where they felt like they had the best chance to win, and they won the game. Yep. I think they do something similar against Crown here. They're moving the chess pieces this week. I'm looking forward to it. I don't know how to play chess. I've never played it in my life. But Bethany is playing chess. Doing. Bethany is playing chess when the rest of the conference is playing checkers. Right oh, but it's not working in the standings. But keep doing it. We love it. <laughs> Trust the process, Ryan. Trust yes. the process. Yes, absolutely. All right, okay. we have two more series to pick, right? Three. We got all three. That was the first oh, one yeah. we did. We just big... took a while. Yeah. We, we, like I said, we were going to dive into that one. It was worth one. it. It was worth these, it, yeah. These ones will be somewhat quicker because I'm going to say right off the top, Northwestern's going to sweep Northland. And, again, I think this is where Northwestern starts to get in their groove, a little bit of an easier side of their schedule. The bats get going. I think they start to put things together down the stretch. I'm remembering, though, what you mentioned in our preseason predictions pod, Wyatt, when you go out to Lumberjack, world. when you go out to Lumberjack Field, it's like you're walking into the Bermuda Triangle for a short period of time. Weird things happen that you can't explain. So, Northwestern, don't just think you're going to walk in there. They're going to hand you a couple dubs, and you're going to get out of there without at least feeling a little bizarre. Embrace the awkward this week. I I do remember this because I remember telling you the Bermuda Triangle is a joke and we know what the deal is with the Bermuda Triangle. But if that's how you want to put it. Yeah, no, it's a very interesting place. And, I mean, they're going to be well aware. Uh, I mean, the guys that have went – the guys that went there last year even are going to have to make sure the younger guys know what's going on. It's a unique place. Let's just put it that way. Bring a little extra luggage in your bags for stuff to get you through. Is that what you're saying? More or less. And, hey, no – well, and they have the weird thing of actually staying overnight this year too because of the three-game series. You know, they're not playing, so they're going to be there two days. It's an interesting dynamic this year. No pressure, but we did turn a triple play there last year. So got a lot to live up to, I guess. So let's just hope they have a, a good hotel, everything squared away in Ashland, no funny business. Let's just get out of there as soon as you can with three wins. That's their goal this weekend is to get out of there with three wins – and to be completely healthy also while leaving that yeah. field. That's that's yeah. At this point, honestly, that's all they care about. And we're both predicting that, but all I'm saying is, from what I've heard from you, watch it, out. It could be. It could be very interesting, especially with the way Northwestern's played at times lately where, I mean, they've looked good, don't get me wrong. The one game times, in the series they always yes, have. Yes, there's, there's always times where they don't look so great. So could happen against Northland. I don't expect them to lose, though. I expect them to get the sweep. All righty, let's uh, next go to Superior, Wisconsin, where they're still going to be fired up and trying to quickly erase from their memory what happened in that matchup against Martin Luther. We think they're going to be coming off of a pair of wins against Northland. And then they see a North Central quad, uh, excuse me, Wyatt, squad who has been interesting throughout this year. They've gotten beat badly some, but then you look, they had that series sweep at Martin Luther, something that Superior can't even say. 
And then they also pick up another win against, uh, who is their other conference win against? Northland. So, and then, you know, they had that crazy football score, like you said. So what the heck are you going to get? Can North Central at least compete with Superior for one game? I would say there is an upset alert here. Oh. I, I do. I think there's upset alert. Oh. I'm not. I'm not picking it though. Oh, come I'm gonna on. take You're the yellow it deck. It's three, three out of zero. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm not. I'm not gonna go that far. But I, I do think they can compete more than in one game. Honestly, I think they could compete in multiple games this weekend against Superior. But with Superior playing at home, knowing they just gave one up to Martin Luther, and like I said, I'm gonna trust Coach Oaks and their squad. And just with what we've seen for the majority of the season with Superior, I trust them more than North Central. Yes, I trust one thing about Superior way more than North Central. Pitching depth. That is go. why I'm picking them to sweep. And and you could say, even in that loss, like you mentioned, against Martin Luther, I mean, they showed great pitching yeah. depth. I mean, another great start from your number three starter. So, yep. yeah, I, I still trust Superior in that spot. However, in the last one, Morris, Martin Luther, Morris at home, give me the Knights to take one. Give me the Knights! Give Sound me- the alarm! Give me the Knights, baby. I am on board. Let's keep this train rolling. Knock off the Cougars. Minnesota Morris will win this series, but I think the Knights can take one, and, I mean, we all want to see it, right? I mean, we all want to see the Knights continue to have success. Well, and, hey, those two are looking at each other a little bit and kind of doing the whole eyes thing and saying, I got my eyes on you when they get in the dugouts this the, weekend the, and saying, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm the, talking the, about. The Spider-Man picture, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All pointing yeah, at yeah, each yeah. other. Yeah, that's, yeah, yes. Yes, that's that gonna, gif. Yes. That's going to end up being Morris and uh, Martin Luther and Superior Correct. at the end of the year when they're all going for the number four spot. <laughs> Whoa, you, you Wyatt Morales. Let's go. Sound Knights, the alarm. Baby. He just said Martin Luther's in the picture to make the journey. It hey, could they, Hey, hey, I'm looking at the standings. They get, oh. they, they get a sweep this weekend. And you know, Morris, or not Morris, but uh, Superior drops a game or two. It's still a possibility. That's we're, all I'm saying. We're going to get some great emails if that happens. They're going to be popping champagne in New Orleans when they hey, get back. Who doesn't want to see Martin Luther, though, have success? That's all I'm saying. I do. I love to see it. We want to fight for the five seed, Wyatt, because you said... Or not the five seed, my apologies, the four seed. Because we're getting robbed by not getting that game in the UMAC tournament. We want Absolutely. it to come down to the end where they're fighting for that last spot. That is true. I just want some sort of drama for the four seed at this point. I don't really care who the teams are. But again, <laughs> I just like seeing Martin Luther have success. So with that Agreed. being said, they'll take only one, though, from Morris this weekend. And the dream may be dead. But, but you're saying they could sweep and you wouldn't be surprised. No, I'd be a little surprised. Okay, but, but I would <laughs> love to see it. That's all I'm saying. So give me one for Martin Luther. I got to do the same. I was I was already there before you even picked it. I know people are saying we're being too similar. I have them taking one. Morris is going to take the series. Fair enough. With that, anything in closing you want to mention? I've pretty much said all I need to say. I gave no. our plugs right at the beginning. Again, shout out. I guess we should say there is more content on the way. We have said Ooh. this now the last two times we have hopped on. Hasn't exactly worked out the way we've wanted it to. But this time, there actually is more content on the way. And it hasn't been due to our own doing. We've been trying, and for this one, i got to give you the tip of the cap, Wyatt, and I'm not going to tease it any further. You can do so if you want. You can call out some certain people if you want to say fans of this club. Be looking out for some stuff. Let's just put it this way. Okay, here we go. The next people we have on, people, person, whatever you want to (laughs) say, is not going to be wearing a manager cap. So, you'll have to wait and see. 
There we what go. we got in store, but it should be later this week, so be looking for that. We're excited about it. We're looking forward to it. Yeah, we're trying to bring this thing home strong. Why this this has gotten so much interesting in just the last week. I mean, it the storylines I mean, it feels like they doubled, tripled. No, it has, and and that's what you would want. It's all going to culminate at the end of the year when we have that UMAC tournament. Who knows where it's going to be? It's still up in the air, which is great for the conference as well with the the kind of season it's been. We don't know where it's going to be yet. Yeah. And it should be an unbelievable tournament when we get there. But as you always say, enjoy the season. You got to say it. Say it. I always do the impression. Do your Mike Tice uh, voice. I, <laughs> I, I don't want to do the Mike Tice voice. Enjoy my, my favorite, the season. My, my favorite Mike Tice comment ever, though, is when he said we were one of five teams that could still win it. And we were in the top five because they lost in like the divisional round week and they happened to be the last game <laughs> on, the Sunday. On, on Sunday rather than the first. I love that comment from Mike Tice. Good for him. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Back in the glory days of Minnesota yeah. Vikings football. There hey, you go. any hot NFL draft takes now that you bring up football? I mean, you had the drop about yeah. Marcus Russell. You yeah, had a hot very... take before we hopped on. Do well, no. It? I mean, it's not even a hot take. I, I honestly believe it could happen. Trevon Walker, number one to the Jaguars. And I also wow. think people are really overlooking or not overlooking. They're valuing some of these quarterbacks way too much. I'm not a Kenny Pickett guy. I'm not a Malik Willis guy. I don't know. People are saying those are going to be the first two off the board. I don't see it. It happens every year, though, Wyatt. We always start off saying months before the draft, that's eh, not a great quarterback draft. And then when that week hits that we're in right now, that's glorious, and then you get to draft day. Great movie, by the way. Kevin Costner, I know you love it. I would film. love to see that movie, actually. <laughs> you haven't? Oh, you got to watch it. It's I've funny. seen clips. I've seen clips and parts Watch it before yes. Thursday. Yes. Then you'll enjoy the draft more. Anyway, All right, that's, I'll that's see what I can plug. do. But anyway, what I'm saying is we always hear that, and then teens get stir-crazy, and they start looking at the board, and they're saying, if I only got to give up a second and a fourth this year and a first next year, and Malik Willis is our franchise guy in two years, and okay, I can only okay, pay him X okay. amount of money over the next four years, I know I'm going way too deep on this, but teams get stir crazy. Say, they panic. Just give me your hot take. The Vikings aren't panicking. And my so hot take is who are they getting? We have got to find a shutdown corner. Probably and I they're hope both gonna, they're both no, going to be gone. No, let's not say it's over. Until it happens, I would even trade up to potentially get Mr. Stanley Jr. I've almost given up on the dream of Sauce Gardner. If we get Sauce Gardner somehow, I mean, give Quazy an eight-year extension as GM. If he can somehow pull off getting a mod Sauce Gardner, I would love it. You'll say this, and then he'll get on our team, and then no. somehow just be like no, he won't. and torched every Here's single Here's the hot game. take why. Guarantee Ahmad Sauce Gardner's not a bust. He's a multi-pro bowler. All right. There's there the take. He's my guy. I can appreciate that take. They're not getting him, though. They're not going to yeah. trade up, and both those guys will be gone before Vikings. Well, then then we should guys. entertain trading down. And the hot take I heard today, one last thing before we start recording, is Vikings fans keep an eye on Garrett Wilson. Apparently, we're doing some serious research on him this week, Well, and we may want a better third receiver, basically. So I don't know what people have said about him. I've heard Chris Olave's gotten some bad reviews, though, potentially, too, with really? just the way the kind of receiver he is. And I so think I they're know. both studs. I think both those guys are plug-and-play dudes, can play in the slot, and they're great. It'll be fun. We're looking forward to it. Yes. No more you NFL more than, draft you, talk. You, you more than me, but, I mean, it's 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 fine. It's, it's whatever. a unique time of year. I love it. I love draft night. It's fun. Fair enough. All right, I'll let you close us out. That's all I got. We've given our teases, everything like that. Another great episode. Thanks for doing it, Ryan. I appreciate all the work you put in. Thanks to the listeners. I'll turn it over to you. Take us home. I appreciate you as well, Wyatt. We didn't even talk about the nonsense that you have going on up north 
but folks, yeah, we have day jobs. We, we don't. We don't need to. Get we won't. I'm here. just saying. But we have day jobs. We have lives outside of this. But we're staying dedicated. We're looking to the finish of this. As I said, we're turning into the final furlong. This weekend's going to be fantastic. All eyes are on St. Bonnie, but our eyes are everywhere across the conference as well. And we can't wait to see what happens. Hope you're enjoying the ride as well. Again, keep your eyes peeled for content coming out later this week. We're trying hard to get more interviews. We're going to make do on that this week for you. We can next to promise that. Again, UAO, the UMAC at gmail.com. If you want to send in emails, we'll give you a shout out. We love all the information you can send in. And on Twitter, unlike any other, the UMAC DMs are open as well. Have a fantastic week, and we'll catch you next time on Unlike Any Other... The UMAC.